Colton, Colton Kilbasa, um, Hayden, how you feeling? How's everything Good. going? Good, man. Just uh, hanging out in Bangkok, uh, training, fighting, coaching out here. Right now, just finished up eating at a restaurant, hanging out. Um. So look, um, after making your debut and at uh one championship, and just you know, I, I looked at your fight record, and of course your fights as well. You know, um, for someone who's who's still very young in the game and who is still very fresh, um, you know, your amateur record. I mean, okay, forgive me, but I did look at is it topology, um, topology fighting. I I've been told, I've been warned that it's not always the best source to look at um at combat sports, uh, combat, combat sports athletes um fighting record, but it shows that your amateur career, amateur fight record isn't that much, but your um pro- professional fight record is pretty impressive. Uh thank you, thank you. Yeah, I had four amateur fights. Um yeah, I had four amateur fights and then I made my pro debut last year in the November. Last year in November for uh LFL in Amsterdam. That was awesome. And then since then, I've been pretty busy the past year. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I had a couple fights. I had a couple fights that aren't on my record too. They're, they're uh, mock fights. So it's one round, nine minutes here in Bangkok. Uh, one round, nine minute fight. Uh, only win by finish. If you get a finish, you win. If you don't get a finish, it's a draw. Uh, so nice. Those don't go on your record. Fight to fight. I you know it's the first time of me speaking to you, and I do this with every um guest that I that's on the show, um, so I like to take things back to like the beginning of your of the person's story. So can you just give us like a brief um as your backstory and who you are, where you come from, how you started out in the sport? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm from Chicago originally, and then I wrestled my whole life. You know, growing up wrestling. I think it started when I was about 10 years old, 10, 11 years old, something like that. And then wrestling in Chicago, Illinois, um, has a really good uh, wrestling program. So, like, I've had high-quality coaching since, man, since I was a little kid. They really high-quality coaching. And then wrestled throughout high school and everything. And then after high school, it was like, okay, can, I can go wrestle in college. But, man, I love to go out. I love to party. So I was like, ah, if I go to college... I don't, know, I don't know how that would go. I didn't trust myself enough, you know? Sure. I was like, all right, so I'll go to the Marine. Uh, I, my one high school coach, he he wrestled in the Marine Corps, actually. And he was like, hey, you know you can wrestle in the Marines. And I was like, done. I'll go to the Marines. So then after that, um, I joined the Marines. And then um, go to boot camp, the whole everything. And then I got stationed in Virginia, which was the first place I was stationed. And there's um there's like the Marine Corps wrestling team is in North Carolina, and yeah. that's like I don't know like a four hour drive away. And there's they do a they used to do it they used to do every six months they do like a tournament to like get people to join the team right. And then so I heard about it I drove down to Virginia I won the tournament and they're like hey you want to join the All Marine wrestling team and I'm like sweet like fuck yeah let's do it. Um like that's why I was there you know. And then, so I just had to get approval through my unit. And then once I got approved and everything, I was able to join the home marine wrestling team. And then I was just there for a short time. I was there for six months. 
And then I, my unit called me back. They said, hey, you got to come back and do real Marine shit. You can't just wrestle. So then I said, right, whatever, I got to go back. And then so I was just there six months. And then that was really, that was really good time. And it was uh, like training every day, twice a day, like just wrestling, getting paid to wrestle like in the Marine Corps, you know, it was my job with wrestling. Instead of doing normal Marine shit, you get to do wrestling. And I was super lucky to, to have that opportunity, you know. But then like when I came back, I was like, okay, I, I went back to my unit in Virginia and I was like, okay, well, Fuck now what? I, I probably won't get another chance to go back on the wrestling team. It's like so, I guess I'll, I want to start fighting, you know. And so I went to a local MMA gym, trained there. Yeah, and then eventually, when I got out of the Marines, um, I came to Thailand. I wanted to come to Thailand, you know, to improve my striking. And then, man, I came to Thailand about four and a half years ago now, a month ago. Uh, yeah, probably like four and a half years ago now. And ever since then, I've been in Thailand. Training, coaching, fighting. Mm. It works. Well, I, I guess that the fact that you were wrestling when you were in the Marines, um, already, can I say fitness and combat sports? Because that wrestling is, is a combat sport. Yep. Already, yep. let me say, already had like a foothold in your life. So, you already had like a you were very familiar to one of the aspects of combat sports. Absolutely, bro. Like wrestling, in my opinion, is the toughest sport in the world. Like way tougher than MMA. Uh, just the the grind is different. It's it's a different grind, and the physicality. Like okay, you're not getting punched and kicked, knee and head and stuff, right? But the physicality of wrestling, the day to day, it's it's worse than the physicality. MMA day to day, outside of like sparring, right? Like sparring is different, so you get punched in the head and shit. But like the every day in a wrestling room, like a high level wrestling room, it's basically a fight without punching. You know, you're not sitting, you're not doing jiu-jitsu, sitting on your ass, pulling guard, say okay, like let's flow roll. Like no, that that's not happening. You're you're grinding, you know, your button head, your club and head and stuff, and then hour and a half a day. And then, or sorry, hour and a half session, something like that. And then doing it again, it's like, fuck, it's a grind. <laughs> no, no, definitely. You know, um, it's, I always say like, if you took, speaking in the terms of mixed martial arts, that I think the stand-up probably slightly easier than the ground game. Because ground game, you, you have to use a lot more in your arsenal to try to attack your opponent and to also to defend yourself. Yeah, I don't. So I would say, like, the physical, like, training wise, training striking is significant. Training striking is significantly easier than training grappling, right? Because it's, it's less taxing on your body. But the competing in striking, like, if you were growing up doing kickboxing and fighting Muay Thai, you're a Thai person who has 200 Muay Thai fights, something like that. Like, that is obviously extremely, is way more taxing on the body than, say, a wrestling tournament over, over a three-day weekend or something like that. Um, but, like, yeah, it's, it's two completely different aspects, you know? Like, I don't want to, I would say wrestling is much more difficult mentally 
and physically like training and the whole wrestling as a whole together. So how did you make the transition to mixed martial arts from, um, uh, as it kind of like starting with that aspect of combat sports with the wrestling, how did you move to that side of the sport? Um, so like, I, like I said, in Virginia, right, I went to like a local MMA gym and there was a really good striking coach there and, uh, he, he still runs the program now in Virginia and really good striking coach. And I was like, okay, I was, I was interested, you know, I started doing jiu-jitsu. I, I like jiu-jitsu. It's very similar, not similar, but grappling, you know, grappling is grappling. Um, but then I started doing striking a lot. And then uh, Paul Banasic, who's a Muay Thai fighter out here, he's in Thailand now as well. He did a seminar at our gym. And um, when he came here, or when he came to my gym, he was, like, talking about, oh, I live in Thailand, this, that. And I'm like, okay, man, like, fuck, like, I want to get good at striking or at least better at striking or, like, supplement my wrestling, you know? And I'm like, well, Thailand's a place to be, you know? Muay Thai and everything, there's so many assets out here in terms of striking. Okay, uh, so th- that's that's kind of where I, I got into like the MMA side of things, right? I see. Like uh, training there, and then seeing like high level strikers, like training, seeing where they train, and saying, okay, like I want to train how they're training, and I see he's in Thailand to improve his striking, so I want I want that same thing. Okay, uh, okay, that makes <laughs> makes sense. So I think I may. Have... I may have slightly asked to repeat yourself there um, oh, no. directly. Sorry. Um, but but again, you know, your fight record, I was really impressed. I mean, um, okay, you're, you, you recently made your debut with a one championship. Now, one of the questions I want to ask is that um, you do seem like quite a marketable fighter. Now, why one championship? Is it because they're they're in Thailand? That's the promotion closest to, or is it because you like the the business model, the rules you have to adhere to? I mean, um, I think the question we're asking is you st- you signed with one championship, but one of the other bigger prom- big promoters, UFC, PFL, or Bellator. So one championship. Thank you, by the way, for like hyping up my fight record. But, but uh. Yeah, so one championship's doing one Lumpini out here. So one Lumpini, it's a one fight contract. They're doing one fight contracts with, they're really, they're doing it every week, every Friday. They come here to Bangkok. So I'm in Bangkok and they need fighters and it's a huge promotion. And like, if you're living in Thailand or honestly any like neighboring countries or if you're, honestly if you're a European fighter, or an yeah. American fighter, and you want access to a big show, big promotion, you move to Thailand, you stay here for a decent amount of time, you have a decently winning record, the chances of you getting on one Lumpini are pretty big, right? Because they need fighters to, to get on one Lumpini because they're doing it every single week. So I think, like, it's a huge opportunity for, like, low-level, not necessarily low-level, but, like, I guess, yeah, lower-level pro fighters, right? Like, it's a huge opportunity for them because they're here every week and they need to fill cards. Sure, so it's, sure. And they, they want MMA fighters and they want guys in Thailand for MMA. So it's like, man, if you're here, they want you. Do they treat you well? As in, um, 
the rules and regulations that you can do this, you can't do that, and in terms of salary, because I, yeah. I, I've mentioned the bigger promoters. Okay, I've mentioned the UFC. They are still at the moment. They are, you know, like the gods, the the Dana One, his organization, yeah. the sort of king of the of the sport. Uh, but of course, they are notorious for how they treat the fighters, especially in terms of salary. But at one championship, you you are happy. You you're happy with everything overall. How you're being treated overall. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a really cool experience. Um, like, so have you ever been to Thailand? I've not been to anywhere in Asia. <laughs> okay, so all right, so Thailand, there's like uh, the the I guess like the professionalism in Thailand in general is very like lax. It's very um, it's very like okay, like whatever happens happens. It's very lax. There's very lack of professionalism in Thailand, and. Fighting for one championship here in Thailand, it was the exact opposite. It was extremely professional. Everything was was timely. I was on their first show, right? So obviously, I'm sure I was, it's like okay, maybe there's gonna be a few hiccups. There was like there was no hiccups. The first show, it ran great. Um, and now I've been there. I go there like quite a lot because I go there to corner people and and this and that. And you see the difference. I think I went like three or four fights after i fought yeah and it was like a huge difference right like even from four weeks from when i fought four weeks later like they had it on point like even better right and it was extremely professional um like it was a huge show too like one lumpini fighting lumpini was really cool um big show very professional very well done like, good reps good judges uh across the board everything was extremely professional and especially comparing it to like, I don't know, like local Thai MMA show or like MMA shows in Thailand, like the professional aspect was a million times better. And it's it's huge promotion too. Like the like obviously one championship, you know, but like people don't understand like when I say lack of professionalism in Thailand when it comes to like fight shows, it, it's it would be you wouldn't be able to put on a fight show in the West if you ran it the same way that that shows are done here in Thailand. Uh, Any see. shows across the board. That's Muay Thai. That's everything, right? It just wouldn't be able to happen, right? So like, um, they for for one, right? We did uh, CT scans. They did they did a CT scan for us. They did EKG for us. They did like doctors medical check, like the works. You know, that was all done for us, like. None of it was out of our pocket, which is awesome. And uh, imagine being like a 16-year-old Thai kid with like 100 Muay Thai fights who got paid, I don't know, 5,000 baht for the last time he fought. And then his next fight, he's fighting that one team where he's making like real money and all these medical checks and everything. That's like borderline life-changing for them, you know, and for them like – to take it more seriously and be like, oh shit, like this is a real deal. This is real, real professionalism shows, you know? Like us, us being from the West, we kind of understand, we have like an idea of like how it should be. And like, yeah, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we know what it should be, but like if you're a 16 year old Thai kid and that happens, it's like you're probably sitting there. I was sitting there like you're waiting for my CT scan. And there was a young kid on the show, like, whatever, as well, you know? And I could just see in his face, he's kind of, like, a little bit overwhelmed. 
damn, man, what the fuck's going on? It's crazy, you know. It's a huge, huge deal here having one championship here every week in Tennessee. Huge for MMA fighters, more tech fighters, anybody. You say that um, then that in the West you have an idea of how it should be done, but if you think about it really in depth and detail, I think the sport kind of okay fine. It's um, it's been marketed and capitalized on a lot in the West. You know, we've got the UFC, PFL, we've got Bellator, yeah. but the sport itself originated. I think you may people may disagree disagree with me. But the sports itself originated from the Far East, from places such as Thailand and China. If if you think about yeah, it, Japan, Japan. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. It's just uh, I don't know. My next fight's in Japan, right? Um, but I guess we'll see. Like, I I've only fought, I fought in uh, the Philippines. I fought in Europe. That was my pro debut, and then I fought here in Thailand. And I've never fought. I never fought in America. Um, yeah, right. Like those are the three places I've fought. You know. And then I'm gonna. I'm going to fight in Japan next next month. Right. But it's like it. It's hard to explain. Like you gotta come to Thailand and see like the lack of professionalism when it comes to these events. And then if you see it, like for these kids, it's it's life changing. You know. For, for us in the West, like we go to a big, we go even like smaller level shows, right? Let's say like uh, Cage Warriors, right? Like that's a, a promotion by you, right? So Cage Warriors is a huge show, and I bet you the professionalism would absolutely blow any any Thai show out of the water outside of one. Um, I was gonna say I lost my train of thought now. Um, yes, now. You know, fought in the U.S., but you fought in the Netherlands. You fought in, um, you fought in Thailand. I think you said the next fight will be in Japan. Yes, yes, I'll be fighting in Japan, um, April thirtieth in Tokyo. Pretty excited for that. So, can I, for, two, uh, for, oh, sorry, God, for for prank for pancreas. For uh, pancreas. Is that promotion? I may have not heard of them. Um, it's like, uh, it's probably, hold on, hold on, it's probably, I think it's like the oldest MMA promotion in the world. I think it was there before, I think Pancreas was around before, um, Scribe. It's a huge, like, it's a very old MMA promotion. Ben, I, if we say it's really old, then I must, I may have, it may have just gone over my head. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Am I just gonna the name? If I see the brand, it might look familiar, but the uh, name oh, probably just up. went over my head. Ah, pan the logo does look familiar. I must have seen that somewhere yeah, before. It's a... Yeah, it's on. Uh, they do UFC fight pass and everything. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to fight Japan. Okay, now I look forward to seeing you, seeing you fight in that in that promotion. Um, 
you did mention that um okay you know you haven't forced in the u.s now being from the u.s and fighting in a foreign part of the world is there as in the support you get from the crowd from the fans there is it do you get is it quite different as in to, you to compare in comparison to fighting on home turf um i honestly i, I never fought on home turf so i wouldn't know but like you don't really feel it right like once you're here for a while you kind of feel at home and then right like every show i fought on has been like uh I've known the promoter. I've, I've had like, I've known a promoter, or I've, I've known somebody there. Or, you feel at home, you know. So you don't really get that like out of, like I guess out of country feel. But, like fighting in Thailand, I feel like I'm at home. Ah. Okay. Okay. So there's there's nothing like if you beat um, a fighter that who is um, coming from the country where that fight is being hosted, the the crowd doesn't boo you or. <laughs> no, say, absolutely. Wow. no, no, no. There's, you won't get you won't get any. That's uh good because over here in the West, that's what sometimes tends to happen. Oh, I know. Happen. Yeah, you, yeah. If you go a state over, you get food. You know, mm. like in America, if you went a state over to some your local, whatever small MMA promotion, you want a state over, you, you get food for sure. <laughs> Which is whatever. I think it's cool. I kind of like it, you know. Like if I got booed, I think it'd be awesome. I'd be like fuck it, like, run with it, you know. You like it? Yeah. Why not? Like it's part of the. It's part of, like. Okay, if I'm fighting, let's say I was fighting in Chicago. Yeah. I would expect my boys to boo the shit out of the guy I was fighting, you know. But like, so I would. So it's like okay, I go somewhere else. I expect the same thing, you know. All right, I just, I, I just hope that the booing is where it starts and stops because I know some people go beyond that and start trolling the fighter or start, you know, it's just they just take it too far. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you will get none of that. Here. No, it's uh, it's quite that for me. It's uh, that says something that probably over there they know it's just. Even though for for you guys it's in your blood, you love what you do. They know at the end of the day, it's just a fight. It's just a sport, and yeah. you know, you just go your separate ways once <laughs> once it's done, winner or loser. Absolutely, yeah. That's the thing. Like being in Thailand, because uh, Muay Thai is such a big thing here. Man, you you go in any taxi, you go take any like they call them tuk tuks. So it's like a small like mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain the tuk tuk. It's like a small taxi, like half it. It's hard to it's like a motorbike enclosed, kind of, I guess, right? Like a rickshaw. And then, uh, you, you yeah. You don't maybe. know what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you go to any tuk-tuk, any taxi driver, and these taxi drivers are like, oh, I fight before, not have many fights, have, have little fights, only have like 50 fights. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what do you mean you only have 50 fights? So, like, uh yeah it's it's crazy so like they understand here like it's a sport fighting is viewed as a sport like solely a sport uh there's very little animosity between fighters and like promotions and, and stuff like that yeah you see you would have thought that some promoters may like may, may like that animosity in terms of for the reasons of 
to capitalize on that to help get more eyes on the sport to help get more attention on the yeah. sport so at least on fight night or fight day whenever the fight's going to be you yeah. will as in both fighters and the promoter of course they're going to get a bigger payday you know more and pay-per-views whatever but they'll be they're going to earn a lot more from the events you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely it makes sense right like but in in asia you just you don't see that like it's a big culture thing. Um, I, I think that's, I think it has to do with the culture of like the culture of the country as a whole, and then also like the fight culture in Asia. Like, it's, uh, like I said, it's it's a sport, you know, and they truly see it as a sport. It's, it's it's crazy. Like when you come here, man. I was at so before my fight, I fought January twentieth. Before I fought January twentieth, the one um, I was, I think I was at a fight event every single weekend for like eight weeks either cornering i either knew somebody so i was either cornering or coaching or their support or just there to watch and every single week for like maybe six months i, I was at a fight quite a week as well it's uh there's so many fights in this country like when you go somewhere like if you're fighting yourself or if you're cornering somebody, you get so used to seeing fights that it's just like, like, oh, whatever. Like, it's, uh, it's nothing, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're not really, so you, you see it so many times that any, just the fights itself or any injuries, black eyes, big fat lips or blood that doesn't, um, uh, what's the word? It's like? just normal. Yeah. It's just a part, it's part of day-to-day life. Mm. Like, uh, like in the West, right? Like, I don't know. Let's say, let's say I went to work and I had a black eye. Let's say I had a normal job and and I fought. I was a fighter. I wasn't even a fighter, right? I was. I had a black eye and whatever. I was from training, right? I just trained and whatever. I came to work with a black eye. Your boss would be like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, what happened?" Man? It would be like yeah, a big yeah. deal, you know. Man, here you would be like, oh, every, so many people train Muay Thai, so many people have trained Muay Thai, so many people have fought Muay Thai. So it's just like, well, what happened? You're like, oh, training Muay Thai. They're like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, you know, people just see it differently, you know? It's, sure. It's, it's hard to explain, you know, like, uh, if you're a professional fighter or amateur fighter, and you are not coming to Thailand, you, I feel like you're missing out. And it's not just like the training aspect, but yeah. it's like, like training is okay. Training's training, right? But it's just like the fight culture as a whole, like, like truly like understanding, like, like I said, like I was at a fight event every week, right? And like that makes you more comfortable being in when you go to fight. That makes you more comfortable because you're in the back room, you're seeing it, you're seeing yeah. somebody, you're seeing your good friend who you're about who you train with every day, reverence. You get that nervous feeling in your chest, like when your boy goes to fight. Like I get more nervous when I corner somebody than when I fight myself, mm, right? Like really? I get that, like doom, 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 like shit. So like going in a corner, going to fight events every other week it, is like it's huge for like the psychological aspect of fighting, you know. Look, um, okay, you you made a debut with one championship. They are one of the yep. big established promoters in the world. Um, but you only you're only 27 and you start you only started your um really only started your professional amateur career and you started off really strongly really well but um 
would you like to go out venture or event venture out it to other uh, mixed martial arts promoters or are you happy with staying with one championship now for the foreseeable future uh well like i said like uh, my next fight is with pancreas in japan okay um so i'm gonna fight for them and then i guess we'll see how it goes you know um, i really wanted to fight in japan just because i was stationed in japan when i was in the marine i was stationed in japan for six months uh maybe a little bit less uh like four and a half months i think stationed in japan and then so i was like damn like i want to fight there i think it'd be really cool Uh, i'm gonna try to fill the state the stadium up with marines you know um there's marines over there all the time so i'm gonna try to fill the stadium up with marines and i think uh i think just doing that it'll be a cool opportunity making a whole fun time i want to try and make it happen Uh, just three more questions I've got for you before I, I let you go. No worries. No uh, worries. So the first one is for the upcoming fight. Just your opinion on the up, on an upcoming fight over um in the UFC at the UFC um UFC two eighty seven. Israel Desanya versus Alex Pereira. Who do you have down winning that fight? Uh, I think I want Izzy to win because he's like a character and he's more charismatic and he's, yeah, he's super charismatic. He's, he's a superstar, you know? But I don't see how you lose somebody, what, three times now and then come back and beat him, like, right? So he's got knocked out. So that means he probably took a month or so off, right? Maybe a couple weeks off, right? And then now the turnaround, I think the turnaround was too, too quick. Uh, I think the turnaround was too quick, crazy, to, to get the win. So I think Alex will win, but I'd like to see Izzy win. And oh, I, I want to see, I'd like to see Izzy take him down and beat him up on the ground. <laughs> yeah, make it an MMA fight. Oh, yeah, definitely. De- no, definitely. Yeah. Next question uh, Marco Chandler versus Conor McGregor. Now, I'll, I'll quickly throw my two cents in there. I'm still kind of torn. As to whether the fight will happen at all or not, some people have said that fight's yeah, not going to happen. Everybody is. Yep. Ah, wow. Everybody's torn on that. Interesting. Who knows if that? Who knows if that happens, right? Uh, who do I think would win if it happens? I don't know. It depends what Connor you get. If you get Connor, who's on the booze every weekend, that's the <laughs> you know? fair enough, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh yeah, if you get Connor who's on the piss every weekend, Chandler wins. But if Connor like trains, and I think yeah, Connor could start them. But I guess it, it depends on that, right? Who trains more, who wins the fight? It's pretty uh, simple, you know. And last but not least, um, any shout outs you want you want to um give to anybody, Colson? Uh, just my gym here in Bangkok. Uh, Marak Jin and like Jin's been around like two, two years something like that and man they really helped out a lot of fighters and really really helped out a lot of fighters like Marak Jin and then our boxing coach uh, Poya Roka Rokna if you are in Bangkok and you want good boxing training in you have to hit him up he trains at uh, Muay Thai Academy he coaches there and then as well as Marak he coaches at Marak too and he is like I'm not exaggerating. Like he is top tier, like elite, top level boxing coach in the world. 
and he's here in Bangkok. And yeah, really good time too. Really good time. One last question I'll ask just, and I said I was going to ask you three questions, but I have to ask this first. No, no worries. Um, you know, you seem like a really quite an articulate guy. Quite, you know, really as intelligent. You speak well, you speak clearly. Um, have you ever, something I also ask other guys affiliated with the sport, whether they're athletes or coaches or nutritionists or whatever, um, have you ever considered starting your own podcast as well? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've kind of thought about it, but I honestly, I think I would put the effort in. I think it takes. I think it takes effort, and I wouldn't put the effort in. No, sorry. I, I, it does. It doesn't interest me. You know, it's not like if I was interested, I, I would, I would probably do it. But like, maybe eventually, but not, not for the time. No, I can understand that because even after starting my own, just about a month into, I could see that this takes time, uh, setting everything up, scheduling the meeting, and even then sitting down and editing all the content together. That you know, you got to know what you you have to know what you're doing. But Colton, thank you so much for coming on the show, and uh, definitely have to have you on here again soon. Absolutely, thank you, thanks for having me. Uh, good talking to you. Absolutely, thank you, thank you very much. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to leave a like. Don't forget to hit the subscription button. It really helps me when you do that on YouTube. I can also catch audio record audio episodes of this on Spotify, iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. Colton, once again, thank you so much for coming on. I'll awesome, see you guys. soon. See Take thank care. You.